This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the Hit CW show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just kidding. The Flash. <laughs> I'm Bo. And I'm Babu Frick. Oh, we're not going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi today. Oh, yeah, we're not. Then I'm a lethal dose of gamma radiation. Ah, there you go. We're talking about She-Hulk. That's right, She-Hulk <laughs> TV talk. No, I'm kidding. Look, this is one of the best episodes of The Flash we've had in a minute, so we're going to be talking about The Flash. It really is. <laughs> I, I do think that it is worth noting, though, we do have a, uh, or I should say, I, I put out a, a Kenobi TV talk mini, and I'll be doing uh, some minis for the uh, the series Kenobi, uh, just like I did for Halo. And so if you're interested in those kind of like relatively instant, not very thought out uh, reaction type of uh, mini podcast, uh, you can find those here on the TV talk feed. And don't worry, we will be covering it. We will be we will be doing a, a Kenobi in review. So that's that's coming. We're also going to do a Moon Knight in review eventually and a Multiverse of Madness as well. And a, a Halo in review. We got so many. We got a backlog of content, Bell. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because for a while there, there felt like there was a drought. There was, there was, but this is, and, but now there's, there's too much. It's, it's all, it's all out here. And, uh, and so those are all coming. Don't worry that you are going to get them. You might get a little bit late, but that's okay. That just gives you plenty of time, uh, to watch all the things. Bell, I, I should mention like in terms of like the multiverse of madness, you, uh, were not the last person to see it, but, but, but you were one amongst the last and, and you're not alone though. Uh, for whatever reason, that has not been the movie that is just, uh, that Marvel fans have, have rushed out to the theater for. And maybe we'll we'll save those thoughts, I guess, when we actually talk about it. Yeah, well, I, in my particular circumstance, um, I just, with scheduling and work and Christie's work and stuff like that and uh, various life things, we just didn't have an opportunity where we could go see it. Um, mm, Bell, are you, say, are you trying to say that you're getting old and life is changing? Uh, perhaps I am. No. I just need to embrace it. <laughs> the time that I have left to watch <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Good transition. Un- unintentional transition. This works well. Uh, all right. Uh, with all that out of the way, we're about to jump into it. You ready for it? Yep. Let's get into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 16 of season eight, The Curious Case of Bartholomew Allen, directed by Katie Lotz and story by... Thomas Pound and Jess Carson. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, David Singh asks Barry to locate a gamma absorption array stolen from Mercury Labs. He finds the thief, Piotr Orloff, but is blasted by the array, causing him to age 30 years. The more Barry uses his speed, the faster he'll age. He struggles to catch Orloff while suffering from body pain and memory loss. He and Cecile find a laptop with his work, and Chester deduces that Orloff's plan is to become immortal by stealing energy from everyone in Central City, aging them hundreds of years. He activates his machine, though Barry is able to force the Gamma Field backwards, inverting the energy change and reverting the changes to Orloff and Barry. Orloff is sent to prison. 
One week later, Barry checks on Caitlin in her apartment and learns about her plan to revive Frost, and she tries to sell him on the idea by asking what he'd do if he could bring back his parents. Barry isn't convinced, and Caitlin refuses to accept that Frost is gone, so he destroys her equipment. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Belle. I got, I, got, I got bad news and good news. Okay. All right. The bad news is you're getting old and we're all going to die. Very true. <laughs> yeah. What's the good news? <laughs> the good news is that this was a really good episode of The Flash. <laughs> it was. It was. It was so much fun. It was so weird. Like, like in the first five, ten minutes of this episode, I was like, this is different. This is different and it's good mm. and I'm enjoying it and this is fun. And it wasn't until we read the... Um, uh, the, the the beginning part of the rundown where we saw that it was directed by Katie Lotz and I was like well okay I totally understand it now she of anybody in the world understands the Arrowverse and how to have fun with these shows better than anybody else in the world that's and crazy so, I didn't know that she was writing for uh, for the for the Flash well she directed it but uh, well I guess that's true all right fair yeah. enough. That makes sense. But like, you know, the director has the vision and stuff like that. And, you know, the the obviously uh, Thomas Pound and Jess Carson, like they did a great job. Um, and, and Katie, uh, you know, just has all this experience on Legends, which I think is, is it's, a, it's a shame that it's ending. Um, but it, it was definitely the most fun of the uh, of the Arrowverse shows. And this one was an example of that. Like it was really fun good flash episode and it was very refreshing <laughs> yeah yeah katie lots course uh, white canary from legends and uh, black canary on arrow before that uh you know there is something about um you know actors getting behind uh you know the direct or getting into the director's seat so to speak because like on on the one hand you do you know there, there's a there's a there's a there's a reliance that the actors have on on the directors and and the writers and that sort of thing but then there's also like an understanding of characters and understanding of what the actors go through or need or the direction they desire that really only another actor can can bring to uh can bring to the experience and you're right we got so many great little human like very just human moments throughout you know that's something i've been talking about this season is a desire for more of these like human moments and uh and this one was chop full man all right first of all we got like the man himself is back ladies and gentlemen we got captain sink that was that was a shock i was like <gasps> <laughs> when he came on screen, I was like, heck yeah, that's awesome. Had no clue that was about to happen. And what a great use of his character at this point, kind of where he and Joe are, you know, like, I feel like they could give like almost anybody Joe could have that kind of conversation with. It's not like it had to be Captain Singh, but it made it so much better that it was kind of an old colleague kind of coming back and who, who he has this kind of life experience with. And it, that... The performance alone, obviously, fantastic. But beyond that, I do think there's something to be said for the the choice to actually bring Ka- uh, Singh back to have these conversations with Joe and for them to be overlaid with the super element of what's going on with Barry. Bell, this is exactly what I've been asking for all season. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was, this was to the letter, the type of stuff that you're talking about. We have a human story that is overlaid onto the superhuman, and they have parallels. And it's, yes. it was super cool. To, to see that and like it worked so well yes yes if i could uh, if i could paraphrase in song <clears throat> there's an old man <laughs> waiting there for you <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i don't know why this is the david bowie season for flash tv talk but it is 
No, that's great. That's great. We need we need to come up with uh, with like full versions of these songs. Um, as an old man, <laughs> we're doing that for you. Like that's what we'll, we'll... drinking coffee at the coffee shop, telling you what to do. <laughs> he hates Dungeons and Dragons. And... <laughs> yeah. No, this was this was uh, this was great. By the way, uh, fantastic kind of uh, opening with. You know, Barry going around, saving the city, kind of that whole bait and switch with like, oh, we need you. We're dying out here. You know, this is the end of the world, catastrophic events and consequences. And, you know, he's saving old ladies who's about to get run over by a reindeer. You got, um, you know, uh, the, the sassiest uh, barista in all of Central City who, who's kind of become a reoccurring character. <laughs> so just the banana then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and then, yeah, it turns out they're all playing D and D together. And I love, by the way, the fact that they got Joe out here being like, what, what am I doing? Like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, I just, 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 just this, like, mm, this tension, right? This like, like, uh, generational tension that's explored throughout this episode. I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. Cause Joe would have been an adult during the satanic panic. And so probably had no introduction to D and D. And so like, you know, that's completely <laughs> alien to him, you know? Right. Um, but uh, I, I will say, though, when I when I read the synopsis of the episode uh, when before I watched it, uh, it was talking about, you know, the curious case of Bartholomew Allen. And then, like, you know, Barry starts to age, you know, really fast mm. for, for a second in my head. I thought when he saved the old lady and he w- like was refusing her money or whatever. Um, that she was going to do like a, have you seen the movie thinner by Stephen King? Uh, no, I have not. So the, the, this, the premise is the, the, the character is this man and there's a, uh, like a Roma woman who, uh, asks him for help and he blows her off and she's like thinner, thinner. Cause he's a, he's a big, he's a big guy and he <laughs> right. just like slowly starts wasting weight because she put a curse on him. <gasps> and so, <laughs> and so like, he, you know, he, he tries to go find this woman and apologize or whatever to get the curse off of him. And so for a second there, I thought like when Barry was going to refuse the butterscotch, oh, the old damn. lady was going to be like older, older. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to go find this you know the, 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 this crazy magic old woman and like reverse the curse on him but that was not it at all <laughs> no i mean no, to some extent i mean it wasn't her but i mean you weren't far off the mark here <laughs> yeah yeah barry in this episode was the live action version of the uh the the meme that's that scene from saving private ryan matt damon's character who like ages into the old man version of himself at the arlington national cemetery ah uh, yeah 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 that, yeah that's- that's what we got here. That's what we yeah. got. It's yeah. fun. I, you know, anytime that Grant gets a chance to play some of these different, you know, uh, scenarios, it's it's good. You know, he's he's a theatrical guy. He's he's a you know that I think it speaks to a lot of his strengths, and it also kind of gives him some fun things to to chew up along the way. Uh, you know, I think the threat here with kind of an aging Flash, it was really it was really compelling. You know, we've talked before about the concept of man, what does it got to be like to try to raise speedster kids? Well, man, what does it got to what does it got to be like to like have to deal with an elderly speedster who can literally like super speed, you know, to the great wall of China and have no idea how he got there. Like that's terrifying. That like <laughs> when they when they show up in China, like I was like, Ooh man, it's just like, you think his mind just wanders for a split second and then they've gone thousands of miles off course. Right. And exactly. like, yeah, that's just terrifying. So I thought it was a, it was a fun concept to play around with, and I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Man, uh, let's we, let's just go ahead and address who's not in the room. Uh, Iris, she's in the future. She's fine. We'll just show up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah, you know, Nora said she's still there, so everything's fine. So we don't have to worry about it. 
Yeah. Like, By the way, which so Nora was he talking about? I wasn't. I wasn't positive in that moment. <laughs> uh, it was. It was definitely his daughter, Nora. Okay. Because okay. Uh, okay. I, I thought for a second that he was talking about Speed Force Nora. Yeah. Um, but then he said Nora said she's still in the future, and I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're talking about yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? You literally just explained that to me because I thought the notion was like, oh, she's in the future, as in like she jumped ahead to like episode you know twenty three, and we'll, we'll when we get to episode twenty three, she'll just kind of pop up. It's fine. It's fine. Nora and I thought he was referring to Speed Force Nora, who was telling him this. But now you're exactly right. It makes more sense that he's like, you know, oh, no, Nora says she's, you know, the timeline hasn't been changed. So we know she's going to come back, which. Okay. Yeah, she she's she is in Nora's future as her mother. So she's yeah. there. So obviously there are zero stakes to Iris's story right now. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely none. We don't if, know if, if I have a. There, there's two complaints I have about this episode, and that is one of them. Yeah, uh, and and it's not, not that's not necessarily this episode's problem. That's a problem that we've been having with these other uh, Iris episodes where they do Iris like, dirty. Yeah, they they do her dirty, and it's like, oh yeah, don't worry, she's still in the future, so it doesn't matter that we find her. She could just be lost in time, you know, like she was lost in the mirrorverse, and that didn't affect her badly. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's just yeah yeah yeah. It, they they're just doing her dirty, and I don't I don't really like it. No, it's messed up, man. I it, it is. I mean, like, I guess it is what it is, and it seems like there's stuff they're not telling us. And yeah, you know, again, I I, I hope it's um, scheduling or something, and not that there's bad bad blood on the set, and they're trying to work around it. I in which case, bad blood. Yeah, in, in in which case, you know, more power to them. That's a very difficult situation to be in. Um, so I I don't know how to handle it, but you know, maybe they're doing the best with what they can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So every, I guess, uh, aside from that, like if, if we don't if we don't focus on Iris' story, it sucks she's not there and she's not being able to participate. But overall this episode was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I thought it was fantastic. Well, so all right, so here's the other this is the other awkward aspect of the whole Iris being missing from this. So in many respects, like one imagines what Iris would be doing in this episode is given to Cecile. And, you know, Cecile has been a fantastic addition to this show. Fantastic actress. She's got chemistry with everybody. But to some extent, that's kind of a little bit of a problem because, A, she has chemistry with everybody. B, her and Barry have really good chemistry. And it makes me feel uncomfortable, Belle, because that's his mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, get, I get good, like, mom energy from her, though. Not like, I mean, their chemistry is good, but it's mom chemistry. I don't. I don't. It doesn't read to me as anything other than that. So maybe that. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm the weird one. And and you know, you just see this this weird other kind of chemistry that I don't. But well, they've got they've got chemistry, man. I'm just saying they've got they've got, <laughs> they've got chemistry, and it's hard not to think that like you know, if Iris was here, it seems as though this is you know, Cecile is kind of facilitating the story that she would otherwise have. You know what I mean? Like maybe. there's. There's not maybe a whole lot of something. Yeah. Maybe. No, sorry. But yeah, like maybe all of the Cecile stuff that we're seeing is Iris rewrites. It's very possible. I just I think it's very possible. Yeah. And I, I again, I'm just I'm theorizing here. Uh, fantastic actress. I think uh, she's been like the the introduction of. Cecile, I mean, we, I mean, we have to acknowledge this, right? Cecile as a character has kind of been a relief 
character for the West family on the whole. When Joe was out, Cecile was kind of, you know, the new, the new Papa Joe. We had Mama Cecile, right? Like she was, you know, facilitating in that kind of paternal role with Iris and with Barry, especially. Uh, and then, you know, Joe kind of comes back and she's, she kind of ends up operating her and Ralph have this kind of interesting kind of buddy, buddy thing again, just fantastic chemistry with everybody. Uh, and then, and now we've got Iris kind of out of the game. Joe's a little bit back, although we know that Joe's not long for the series. Uh, and so, yeah, she, she's kind of facilitating the Iris role. And again, I just, that's his mother-in-law. So I'm just, I'm just pointing. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging it. That's all I'm doing. I'm just acknowledging it. Yeah. Yeah. We, ha- we, we have to make that acknowledgement. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Anyways, um, it did. I was, I, there's an episode of, uh, I think it was 30 rock where, um, did you ever watch 30 rock back in the day? I, I've seen like clips of it here and there and maybe a couple episodes, but not, not really like watched all of it. Not, not especially. Okay. So, so there's a, uh, you know, the, the character of Jack Donaghy, his, uh, his wife, uh, is kidnapped by Kim, Kim, Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un, one of the, one of the Kim Jongs. And while she's gone, he's trying to get her back. And during that time, he's like teamed up with her mother, which is his mother-in-law, who, because of the age difference between him and his wife, he's much more age appropriately connected to his mother-in-law than his actual <laughs> wife. And so they end up uh, kind of falling for each other. And it's just, it's like gross and weird. And anyway, I got vibes of that. <laughs> I'm not saying there was like a whole lot of like romantic subplot going on here. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that a, a lot of chemistry be hard for me not to like recognize the seems as though this it's would be the story that Iris would have if Iris were here that Cecile is, is doing. So, yeah. 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 And, and, and Cecile, you know, she's a great actress. And so like, you know, she's obviously playing into that. And so yeah. like if the, if these were rewrites, then, you know, it makes sense where that's coming from. Uh, first off, because she's a great actress and second off, because that was the intention to begin with. Yeah. All right. Just a theory. I'm sorry. I've, I've probably stayed too long on this, but I just, I, I like I <laughs> yes, yes, we have. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, no, but we had like an overall the- uh, theme here of the, you know, all getting, we're all getting older. We're all going to die. Uh, Barry, uh, is once again presented with the concept that if he continues to use his powers, it's going to affect him in some sort of negative light. He continues to do so. Uh, I did think that by the end of this episode where we have him, uh, uh, younger, uh, do you, so let me ask you this. Do you think that there is a reason why he is younger at the end of the episode other than to make the title make sense? Um, cause Benjamin button never got older. He just got younger. He started old. I, I, I think it's just, you know, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's an episode about aging and stuff. And so it, it, it's appropriate. Um, but why is he younger now? By like a year. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So. so it's just, just a, just a joke, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to give a year back. I think <laughs> it's just not... a bit. I think I think it's just a bit. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, our villain, uh, uh, Piotr, Piotr, Pewter, Piotr, Piotr. Yeah, is German or Russian? What is that? It's Russian. It's Russian. Yeah, it's it's Russian. He's a Russian. Uh, he is. He is. When I'm going too old, then I'm going to not. You going? I'm going to take the flesh. He, he did not have a Russian accent, I don't believe, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. What did you think of this dude? Um. <laughs> so this, this comes about. This is. Let's just you know. Let's just call him Orlov. <laughs> <That makes laughs> <sense a little bit. laughs> 
I was very happy when I was reading the summary that uh, they they referred to him as Orloff in the summary for the rest of it because I completely forgot how to pronounce it immediately after saying it the first time. Um, so my that was my 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 issue with this episode was not with him but with the uh, OMG science that was in this episode um, because uh, like we're talking about gamma radiation and stuff like that and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, millisieverts, because uh, because Chester says at some point it's putting out like what fifty thousand sieverts, I think, of radiation. Uh, I I I defer to your knowledge of science. It well, I'm I, I'm assuming maybe he was talking about millisieverts or or sieverts or or okay. milli or, or or micro. I think it's milli. Um, but anyway, just just to give you uh, an, an idea here, um, ten thousand millisieverts of of radiation exposure uh is fatal within weeks so he was receiving five times that uh oh snap yeah like and the orloff guy would definitely because i mean okay barry's a barry's a metahuman he can heal it cool down with that this other dude orloff dead (laughs) well he might also be a metahuman we don't know like like chernobyl workers who died within a month received six thousand millisieverts of wow radiation yeah, OMG like science, a dental right x-ray is 0.01, just to give you some background. You oh. get two sieverts. That's 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 just that's just background radiation that we receive a year is two a year. Interesting. Okay, can I can I ask you a question then? Because suddenly this is making me nervous. I was going in for a dentist appointment very recently, and the lady running the x-ray kept on missing my face, and so she zapped me like <laughs> 30 times. Do I have brain cancer? No, uh, you you probably received the same dose of radiation that like if if they took multiple X rays, uh-huh. um, it was probably still less than the amount that you would receive flying on like uh, a cross country or international flight. Okay, because right. you receive more radiation when you fly because you're higher in the atmosphere and there's less atmosphere to protect you. Um, so yeah, like ground level, you receive two a year. Um, a dental X ray is point zero one. Okay, so I'm so. Okay. Yeah, so so you, you're probably fine. Did it make me younger though? Because apparently, according to this, it's going to make me younger. <laughs> no, no, no. It probably uh, just increased your risk of cancer by like a billionth of a percentage. I don't know. So you're telling percentage. me there's a chance. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Things you never want to hear. Yeah, like I, you know, you know, it, it's OMG science. I get it, but like, can you at least just say something like, you know? The, the the chronometric energy it's a chronometric energy device okay that's just, good. just just completely make something up don't, don't well, as you recall bell he was holding a thermal detonator i like me me which is a thermal detonator real yeah in the star wars universe yeah but he was holding a thermal detonator in this one he, he was holding a thermal detonator that shocked Barry with electricity. Yeah. Is that how thermal detonators work? <laughs> when he said thermal detonator, I was I was expecting it was going to be a thing where like he throws it and then there's this massive fire explosion that mm. Barry has trouble outrunning and it like oh. burns him. But yeah. instead he threw it at him and it just shocked him. I assume you know what a thermal detonator is, Bell. Um clearly I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say I um I there seems to be a theme and maybe this is just me, but every every single device, I, like I get Pokeball vibes, like Pokemon vibes. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was definitely the uh, Pikachu Pokeball because it yeah. shot electricity. They could have called it a Tesla bomb. 
a Tesla Ooh. grenade or something. Yeah. I mean, come on. Why? Is it- CW, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> let me write for your show. <laughs> At least just, you know, let me review your OMG science stuff so I can tell you what sounds ridiculous. And just... <laughs> Yeah, but you, I think I think you're probably the only one that cares. This is the only. This isn't the Big Bang Theory. You know what I mean? They're not going to have a scientific consultant on staff. <laughs> but I mean, when you're talking about like real world stuff, like radiation, like gamma rays, I mean, that's how you th- get holes. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is like Barry Barry would 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 take those like that 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 intense radiation, mm. and it could potentially, um, you know, like uh, alter his DNA. Um, mm. If there were particles that were radioactive touching his clothes the second he goes back into star labs guess what he's emitting radiation to everyone in star labs but but see the speed force though so he's probably not yeah but i'm yeah that, that just that just it's, bothered me i was, I was like the, i'm sorry but, i'm sorry Fifty thousand, fifty thousand sieverts but speed force bell yeah but fifty thousand sieverts like if, they're, if, they're, if, they're in the speed force now if he said I'm, I, I i don't know if he said sieverts or or, or micro sieverts or millisieverts but if he said Sieverts, 50,000, that's, I, I mean, I can't even do the math in my head of how much more that is. Yeah, I can, I can do the math right here. A, a, a bajillion, trillion Sieverts. Sieverts. Uh, it's, it's basically instant death. You just C- die. Sieverts plus speed force equals not a problem. That's, <laughs> that's the math, Bell. Like, that's Clearly. the math. <laughs> I don't know why I get hung up on this kind of stuff. When there's, there, there, there's, there's just an OMG science, like, way to just explain it away where i don't care where you just say yeah he's he's taking uh you know he, he reverse engineered a graviton to warp space time so he can make a chronomatron which mm. is a new, a new particle that or, or a tachyon even tachyons you know theoretically travel backwards in time that's perfect it's a tachyon pulse you pull some star trek crap i don't care just <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> you know it, it's, oh, a, it's like you know it's it's like you know barry drinking bleach on on the show to try to like you know ward off some bad guy stuff it's like maybe if we drink bleach that will that will uh uh defeat blood works blood virus and it's like no <laughs> that's not, not how this works that's not how this works that's not how any of this works oh, so man. i don't know yeah i'm just being pedantic and especially because this, this episode was so so good um uh-huh. Yeah, it, it it doesn't deserve that level of criticism, but it just it just bothered me <laughs> but, because. But you gave it it anyway, Bell. But, I gave but you it gave it. it, it <laughs> Look, I'm going to do my due diligence. Okay, <laughs> that's that's how that's how you, the listener, know that we are giving our honest opinions here. That we are not paid shills. That's as right. Much as we would like to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, you're not getting. Wait, hang on. You're not getting paid. Wait, what? You are. No, this, you, wait, what is this? <laughs> this is. <sighs> See, see, that's why that's why Bo never has all these, you know, bad opinions because he gets paid. Whereas yeah. I, I make up, I make up, uh, uh, really ridiculous, uh, like semantic arguments about how the science in the show in in a superhero uh. show is wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, never, never, never complained about this show once. Yep, yeah, perfect record. Uh, anyway. Orlov's fine. Whatever, you know, he 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 used his OMG science to make himself old, young, and then young no. old. DC Comics Vulture right here. So I don't think he's yeah. based off anybody from DC Comics, but he was uh, the Flash is Vulture. You know what? It, it is Summer of Morbius. Maybe he's more like Morbius instead of using drinking plasma to like, you know, stay human. He's absorbing their their energy with radiation. There you go. I haven't seen Morbius, but um... I have not either. But it's the Summer of Morbius. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, hey, we've got some speedster speculation to talk about what was also in this episode. But uh, but first, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speedster Speculation. Speedster Speculation. All right, man. Caitlin Snow, also in this episode, uh, she, of course, has been working on the Frost 2.0. Barry goes, finds her, sees that she has got the mirror gun. Uh, freaks out a little bit, kind of like the whole like finding uh, drugs. Like, like what? What is this? Where did you get this? You know, type of uh, <laughs> confrontation. She explains her plan. Uh, Barry's like, this is unhealthy, and so we we get a chance to see him do something pretty visually stunning with uh, amazing his, looking. Yeah, we've seen this before. We saw this earlier in the season, if I'm remembering remembering correctly. But just that like like speed force electricity burst that absolutely decimates her lab and her research. I even thought like, Barry, you're not going to clean it up. I mean, like, you know, like you're going to, my, my first, my first thought when I saw the destruction was you could, you could just sped all that stuff out of there in a split second and like not ruined her apartment. <laughs> right. 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 Like that. It's going to definitely, um, you lose her, um, uh, her deposit. Her deposit. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. deposit's gone for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so bad on Barry for that, but no, I think, uh, I think, you know, this kind of like extreme, uh, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say kind of an extreme reaction to discovering her at work on this. So what was interesting to me about it was this last week, the plan was to dig her up. And then this week, the plan seems to be used the, the mirror gun. And so I feel like there's a disconnect there, um, which was interesting. Um, uh, no, but- well, they needed her DNA. That was the so they weren't they weren't going to try to like, I don't think they were going to get her body other than just for like a DNA sample. Right. Right, right. But I, I'm hoping they just abandon that because of what we said last week, where like if she got a sample from the corpse or from the casket, right? Like, mm-hmm. how is that sample any less fresh than the body that's in the ground? You you and your science. Your science is ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm no, because Caitlin said part of her was in her subconscious. The mirror gun gave her a body. Right. I don't think they're doing the DNA thing anymore. And I'm I'm happy about that because I think that was just kind of weird and, and morbid and uh unnecessary. Okay. All right. So, so I, fair enough. Yeah, like like seeing the mirror gun was cool. I'm like, okay, cool. We're 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 you know, going back to the roots of how Frost came about to begin with, which makes more sense than her trying to like clone her and stuff. No, it does it definitely makes more sense. Here's my question to you though. Like where do you think is in, in your opinion uh, where does she go from here? You know, like, are we going to, are we going to, are, you know, you and I have, we've talked about this before. We think this is going to end up with her going full killer frost. Killer frost 2.0 is going to be Caitlin snow. She is going to be the new Caitlin, uh, new killer frost. Um, is, is she going to like, just kind of give up on trying to pull her out and just try to turn herself, you know, yeah. like, Needed the body, don't have a body. Needed the mirror gun to do a split, can no longer split. Ergo, vis-a-vis, I'm going to now turn myself into the new Killer Frost. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the, the route she's on, and I think that's great. Like, again, this is something that we were looking forward to since we saw that a character was going to be named Caitlyn Snow, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the route that I think they're going to do, and that's great because it's so tragic, right? Like... For, for this character who's been a, a fundamental part of Team Flash for years and years and years to just have this dark turn. 
uh, because of this tremendous loss of her sister. And mm. I, I think that's just so cool. And that's that's going to be such an interesting uh, story to explore. And I think that's that's the path she's headed on. It's like Barry was like, no, you have to let her go. This is done. This is over. And she can't. And so everything's been destroyed. She has no other route to look for except for inward. And so she's going my, my guess. It, the way that they're going to do it is it's going to be something like the pieces of snow that came out of the mirror gun into this new body were the, quote, good aspect of her. Oh. And that's the reason why she was never a killer. Why she, you know, she was a protector, a bodyguard person, but she was never a killer. And so the pieces oh. of frost that are still in her are the bad and like evil and murderous aspects of frost. And that's what she's going to tap into. And that's what she's going to unlock. And that's why she's going to be Killer Frost. Interesting, Bell. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that could be cool. I, I, I definitely dig that. I think I think as long as it's very clear that who she becomes is herself and not like a secondary like personality or something like that, because I think that's a little if if it's like a here's a third personality right, if we go with that route, I feel like that's a little too redundant, and I feel like it takes away from the idea of Caitlyn actually becoming Killer Frost. Like that's yeah, one like, of the things I I wished you know I. You know, I, I do understand and I appreciate the representation element of the way they took her story before. But at the same time, I also feel like it felt a little bit more like a cop out than an intentional, you know, intentional representation move from that standpoint in that they just didn't want to take Caitlin down the villainous route. And so I really want to see. And then on top of that, then it's like, OK, well, now we have Killer Frost. We don't want to make her a villain. And I think it's because they kind of felt fell backwards into this like, oh, we don't want to kind of do this whole you know, alternate personality is like the evil personality thing. And so it's like, okay, well just tell the story <laughs> where Caitlin, like, like where Caitlin becomes killer frost and it's her and she's now evil. And like, it seems as though that this is kind of the route she's potentially going. I just don't want them to, it's my hope that this does not become like a third personality or what would be even worse, like literally bringing back the, the killer, like the frost personality from before because that negates her death and i i just yeah yeah so i yeah that's that's kind of what i think they're going to do is uh there's there's the the frost personality is gone right and the only thing that's left in there gone she uh, is consumed by caitlin Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so. So basically, it's going to be Caitlyn. It's going to be um, the evil aspects of Frost merged, and so Caitlyn yeah, see, will become. I don't. Uh, okay. No, okay. Not. Not. Going, not the personality. Not the personality. Right. Like it's just. It, this is. This is going to be Caitlyn Snow as Killer Frost. Not a separate individual. Not a separate personality. I don't think. Why can't um, Caitlyn be evil? Why can't she have her own? evil instincts why does it have to be frost instincts you know what i mean well i, I mean there it's it's part of that programming in there i guess i think i think what she'll activate is the meta gene that frost had access to oh okay and that you see what i'm saying like because the meta gene is like that's generally just like to, you could argue if you you know DC comic science, you know, super science, whatever you want to say, but it's like, it's like a switch, right? You switch on the metagene, you got powers now. I think she's going to switch on the metagene in an effort to bring out Killer Frost, but find that it's just her and it maybe unleashes her own kind of baseline instincts 
when she accessed that because it makes her cold. It makes her less connected to humanity. It's the dark hold to it's, <laughs> yeah, borrow so, from so, a movie you recently saw. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so maybe 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 it'll be something where like she activates the metagene, she becomes frost and yeah, it deadens or whatever, and then she becomes mm-hmm. angry at, at Barry for um trying because she realizes that there's nothing left of Frost, perhaps. Could be. Yeah. And so that um her best chance of getting frost back was before barry destroyed her lab and so she now hates and resents barry could be um, yeah like it, it pushes her to go to extremes she can no longer she doesn't feel safe sharing with you know her found family so what I, she's how about doing. this how yeah. about this yeah. so um frost the personality that okay. was given died. a body that died yep was a regulating factor on the metagene Okay, keep going. So so it was a regulator, right? So like basically it would pop out and it had control, like like full control over the metagene to where it would protect her and whatnot. But like, you know, there, there could be problems arising if Frost were to like kill people, right? And so uh, Icicle didn't want that to happen. And so Frost, the personality, was built to regulate that metagene so now that frost is dead if caitlin activates that metagene there's not that protection there's not that buffer and so basically it's just the raw power which caitlin has no defense to now and so Hmm. because of her anger at barry it consumes her and she becomes caitlin killer frost okay okay i could see it yeah i think that would work that would definitely work like and that. it doesn't it doesn't lessen it doesn't uh, lessen uh, Snow's death. In fact, it kind of like you know shows how important she was. Is yeah, this no, is, this exactly. Is, this it, adds, is it actually adds more value to her as a character yeah. for sure. Because this is what this metagene would do without Frost. And so, I, because she couldn't let Frost go, she activated yeah. it again, and now the buffer is gone, and we have Killer Snow. I love Killer Snow. Killer Snow. Hey, Killer yes. Snow, Bell. That's yes. good. Yes, that was a that was a that was a uh, a slip, but I'm gonna own it. <laughs> That's a, I actually really like that man. That's Killer good. Snow. I That's dig it. good. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Because okay. that way, that way, it's even more separate. We still have Frost, right? Now yeah. we have Killer Snow. Yes, let's do it. I got chills, man. Kill. Oh, oh. I got chills. <laughs> yes. Oh man! All right, there, there it is, right there. Killer Snow, hashtag it. That's amazing, man. Uh, let's yeah. let's see it happen. Let's make it happen. I'm loving it. We will. Uh, we're here for it. We'll see what ends up happening in the long run. But man, this is good. All right. Well, tell us your thoughts. We want to know what you think. Are we headed down the Killer Snow path, uh, of which of whence there is no return? Uh, let's let's uh, let's hope snow. Let's let's hope that hope snow. Let's hope snow. Let's, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. Uh, Bell. Uh, the people they can follow you at ring that bell we would love to hear uh, your thoughts give bell uh, mad props for for hashtag killer snow uh and uh and uh yeah let us know uh, your thoughts on the show you can follow us at tv talk fm uh if you go to tv talk.fm you can find all of our contact information and more don't forget to check out the kenobi tv talk uh, minis that are coming out at you every single week uh with this new series if there's other shows you want us to put out some minis for let us know uh, you can, uh, again, uh, just write into the show. Show at tvtalk.fm is a good place to do it, but all that information and more can be found at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. 
directed by Kathy Lotz and story by Katie Lotz. What did I say? You said Kathy Lotz. Do you know who Katie Lotz is? Directed by Katie Lotz and story by Thomas Pound and Jess Carson. No, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Katie Lotz is? No, who's Katie Lotz? Are you are you, are you serious right now? I'm trying to make um, the Katie only, Lutz. well, I guess, I guess, you know, uh, the, She's the American only, the only actress, actress who has been, oh. in, yeah, <laughs> like literally the, the long, the longest running Arrowverse uh, actor or actress in the entire show. Things that'll get edited out of the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. You, yeah, at least put that in the end so that people can ridicule you. No, oh, for, for you, buddy, for you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.